It's time for some hooping and hollering here on Sports Talk with Coach John Combs, Athletics Director, Spring Valley High School, former head basketball state, and we have a special guest tonight. Let's welcome in Coach Combs to get things rolling tonight. Coach, good evening. How are you? I'm outstanding. Good evening to everybody. Good to have you with us. What's been happening around the state high school-wise since last week? Anything uh, to uh, really surprise you or anything uh, worth uh, noting in your mind since the last time we talked? Well, no, nothing Nothing has surprised me. I mean, like I said, we're, we're now at the point where we're winding down the season. Most teams now only have about three to four games left in region play before we, we start the playoffs coming up here in February. But there's a lot of great matchups going on and – Man, it's great high school basketball and great college basketball going on right now in South Carolina. Well, you put out your rankings uh, yesterday. Boys, you've got Lexington number one, followed by Somerville, St. James, Burns, and Dorman. And in 5A girls, it's Sumter, Malden, Rock Hill, Dutch Fork, J.L. Mann. 4A boys, top 10, Westwood, Ridgeview, Catawba Ridge, Wilson, Riverside. That's your five. The girls, South Point, North Augusta, Bluffton, Westside, Pickens, 3A boys, top five, Crestwood, Darlington, Wren, O.W., and Powdersville. 3A girls, Camden, Wren, Blue Ridge, Lower Richland, and O.W. 2A boys, Gray Collegiate, Oceanside Collegiate, Andrew Jackson, Hampton County, and Landrum. On the girls' side, Bishop England, Andrew Jackson, Gray Collegiate, Blacksburg, and Silver Bluff. And for the 1A teams, top five in boys, Louisville, Christchurch, Denmark, Oler, McCormick, and North. And for the girls, military magnet, Denmark Oler, Carver's Bay, Lakeview, and Allendale Fairfax. Pretty much the teams, Coach, that have been amongst the best in the state from the start are still pretty much there. Have you seen any anybody kind of move up into that top five that maybe they weren't there at the top of the – at the beginning of the season? Well, like I said, St. James has made a um, – you know, they're up there in the top five and five A boys and they have not been there before in a long time. But we're now that time of the year where there's not a whole lot of movement that goes on. You see a lot of the same people this last couple of weeks because there's basketball is such an interesting sport because early on you may have some football players that you get accustomed to your team mm-hmm. and guys coming in and out playing the different preseason events so now it's a pretty steady group as we're winding down these last couple of weeks of the season yeah you might start the season with some football players and then maybe uh, they got to go play one of the all-star games somewhere in the state or nationally you might lose them for a couple of weeks Oh, absolutely. That becomes a, a big challenge. I mean, I've, I've, I've lost players in North South Shrine game, uh, Shrine Bowl, and, you know, you, official visits. Um, football team does very well. I mean, it, it can be a challenge, and, you know, you get guys coming together and feeling each other out. It sometimes takes a long time to gel. Speaking of All-Star games, uh, when do the rosters come out for the Carolinas All-Star Classic between North and South Carolina? and also for the uh, North-South All-Star Games here in our state? Well, I would expect the, the Carolinas Classic roster to come out in the next week or two. Um, I, I, it, it's going to happen real soon. Um, the North-South All-Star Game rosters are usually picked. They'll probably be picked on February 10th or 11th, somewhere right around there, and we'll try to get those announced the week after that. So keep the fingers crossed. We're able to re- uh, announce those Carolinas Classic rosters real soon and 
a lot of a lot of good talent in our state. It ought to be a good year for basketball with that. Going to be in Wilmington, the game again this year. Going to be in Wilmington. Yep, the Carolinas Classic will be in, and will be in Wilmington this year um, at Hoggard High School, where it's been the past few years. They do a great job with the game. There's a lot of good interest in the area. And fortunately, the, the boys have won the last two to three years. Um, South Carolina boys have. So mm-hmm. we're, we've got a lot of pressure on our next group to continue that tradition. All right. And we've got a special guest standing by uh, to visit with us. I guess we could call him high school basketball coaching royalty in South Carolina. With all those rings and all those trophies, let's welcome in Coach Thomas Ryan from Dorman High School here to Sports Talk, a little hooping and hollering on this Wednesday night. Coach Ryan, how are you? Doing great. Good evening, guys. Hope y'all are doing well. We are doing terrific. Coach Combs, he's the MC of this event. Coach, take it away. Well, Coach Ryan, first of all, it's great to have you here. Um, you know, Phil said it well. You are coaching royalty now in South Carolina. You've been doing this for a long time. You know, I think you've got five state championships you're getting, and that's five since 2017. So it's great to have you on. I want, let's start off right from the get-go, start with a little college basketball. How is it, you know, you coach P.J. Hall at Clemson and Talon Cooper at South Carolina and, and Noah Clowney, which some people may have not thinking about, is now mm-hmm. in the NBA. How is, that, uh, how is that seeing all these guys play? I mean, when you go home now, you've got some options of who to watch on TV and how, how's that been for you? Well, I tell you, it's a lot of fun. I've been blessed in a lot of ways. The Lord has really uh, given me some awesome kids to coach, and, and they represent our program great. I mean, I tell you what it does do when I get home at night and the kids go to bed and, and Susie goes to bed, I can either check. I need to watch Dorman basketball, but I find myself watching Clemson, South Carolina, Brooklyn Nets, G League, Appalachian State, and, or USC Upstate. And so it's fun. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's been awesome to see these guys have great seasons. Well, I, I know there's – I've spent this whole segment just talking about all the players you have in college and some playing professionally now. You know, P.J. Hall coming out of, of your program, you know, I think a lot of people looked at him and thought he was a he was a high major player um, and, you know, deservedly so. Now, Talon Cooper, I, I, I've got to admit, I will – I'll be the first to admit when he was coming out of Dorman, I thought he was a really good player, but I would be lying if I told you I knew he was a – high major player at that, uh, you know, was going to be. Did you see that coming out of high school, or was it just good for him to go to Moorhead State right out of high school and develop and work his way to, to Minnesota and now become a, a, a highly impactful SEC player? No, it's, def- it's been a progress. I mean, you're right about P.J. P.J. from the get-go, everybody, that's a power five from, from the start. Talon, uh, 6'4". You know, the thing about Talon that people don't realize, I've never and been fortunate to have a lot. He is a coach on the floor. He knows the game as good as anybody, okay? And so when you find a kid like that that has the work ethic that he does, you see him really grow in his game. You know, he went to some different high schools. Um, in high school, he just came to us his senior year, won a state championship with, with P.J. a junior and Miles Tate a junior. Uh, Miles initially signed with Butler. Um, but, man, you could just see then that Talon was special and Moorhead ended up being a perfect situation for for him to then grow and have such a good year last year in the Big East. I mean, the, you, you won't find many finer than, than Talon. I mean, it's kind of neat. This morning, wake up this morning, the first text I had was from Kerry Rich at 7 o'clock <laughs> saying, 
<laughs> I love Talon Cooper. And then, you know, at 10 o'clock, Talon texted me what time is practice today. And Talon was practice today with our guys. And he, he's being a coach out there at practice today. I mean, I mean he, that, came that up, was neat he came up to your oh, school yeah. to practice with your guys or to watch your guys practice? No, no, he didn't practice with right. our guys. Right. He was a coach on the floor with right. me. Right. I, no, I'm not going to twist an ankle. My parents might have me. <laughs> uh, I might be in big trouble. Um, but, you know, he had, they had an off day after a big win in the travel, and Talon came home to have, you know, dinner with his family, but came to practice. And, you know, you'd love to see that as a coach and just talk to him about the game. And, uh, you know, obviously he's on cloud nine right now. He's really confident. Um, just, just playing, you know, out of his mind right now. And, and he, he deserves every bit of it with his hard work. And, you know, he loves this team. He loves Coach Paris. And, you know, they're doing something special right now. I mean, he told me at practice, he said, Coach, I've got Georgia tonight over Alabama, and I'm sitting here watching it in my living room. And Georgia's got a 13-point lead. South Carolina may be tied for first place in the SEC when he wakes up in the morning. So what an exciting time for him. But he, he's playing just outstanding. And, you know, for South Carolina, gosh, Michi Johnson, I think, won for his last 17, and they're still winning big games. And that's not going to continue uh, with him and Mike and, the transfer from Vanderbilt. I mean, this is a really good South Carolina team, but I do think it starts and stops with Talon and him running the offense. And, you know, he doesn't just score. You know, early in the season, he kind of facilitated and just in his last four or five games, he's been a lot more aggressive offensively. And I really think it's helped him. And uh, South Carolina's going to, you better watch out for them. They're playing really good basketball and very confident. Yeah, there's certainly no doubt about it. What What is uh, Talon said about? Coach Paris and, you know, his coaching style, what he's learned from him and what's helped him and them and their team have a, a successful season so far. It, it's funny you ask that. In the office today, we're sitting there. And I said, tell me about Coach Paris. Like, hey, what, you know, and his first words were, I love how he, if, if there's something I see and I go say, hey, Coach, I think this is what we've got to look at, he immediately is like Salon's a coach on the floor and we immediately go look at it you know, whether it's offense, especially offensively. And, you know, I think that just shows that Coach Paris is a player's coach, values his kid's opinion, especially those, especially those like Talon that's like having a coach on the floor. So, um, you know, you can tell there's a, you know, there's a special connection between those two right now. And obviously when a coach and a point guard are in lockstep, then, you know, you're going to have a good basketball team. You know, well, Coach, I will certainly say I, I, you – and your influence on Talon and P.J. Hall, Noah Clowney, and some of the, a lot of the other players, you and your staff, I mean, I, I would say what's underrated is the fact that, you know, Talon came from a, a highly successful high school program. P.J. came from a highly successful um, high school program there at Dorman, and the winning ways, I think, have translated into those programs. I think that's a, that's a big big part of that. Tell us a little bit about well, your team I, that I you got now. Well, let me just talk okay. on that with P.J. You know, I've talked a lot about Talon right there, but, mm -hmm. you know, what P.J.'s done is the face of Clemson program is pretty special. Um, and, you know, I, I get to get the best of both world, worlds seeing Clemson and South Carolina basketball. But, you know, the way P.J. has carried himself, led that program, and i got to be honest, I'm biased. Man, that, that guy's not getting the calls like some of the superstars right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll come on now, at, at Cameron. But uh, Brad Brownell you know, on line <laughs> one for you, Coach Ryan. Brad Brownell on line one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, but PJ, good gracious, the year he's had and led this team, and you know, hey, I think Clemson. You know, I talked about South Carolina being really good, and watch out for them. But I, I feel the same way 
about Clemson. Clemson may be going through a little more of a tougher little stretch here these last four or five games. But, man, they're dangerous, and they were playing so good in early December. And, you know, um, I, I'm just proud of what I talked to P.J. each week. You can just tell that P.J. has the right mindset. You know, hey, he hadn't played as well the last three or four games. And him personally, he's played really well. Um, you know, maybe not from the three ball that last night. I got home and watched his game, and I'm like, gosh, P.J. couldn't knock down anything from the outside. But 25 points leading his team and just the face of the program, just really proud of him in state, too. Um, both of those guys couldn't be prouder of. Well, talk a little bit about your team that you have now. And I know you're in a tough region battling. Tell us a little bit about what you got this season. Well, we're 17 and six right now, um, battling for second place. We have a big game. We go to Burns uh, Friday night, and and, and Burns is kind of they're they're the team to beat in our league, first place, undefeated. Uh, Coach Lane Fowler does a great job with them, and so. Uh, you know, beat us pretty handily at our place. First time, you know, we had lost to a Spartanburg County team in over eight years. So that was kind of a – that was a, a gut punch for our guys. Um, and so um, – and they put it to us. So we've got a chance to go back to their place and, you know, get back in the mix. But right now we're on the outside looking in. It's still at 17-6. and six. We feel like, you know, we're really solid. Anything can happen. But, you know, uh, big three games for us with, with Burns, Gaffney, and Spartanburg to end the regular season uh, this next week and a half. So we're excited and just want to position ourselves the best we can for the playoffs, and we need to be playing, you know, our best basketball here uh, right now. Well, Coach Ryan is also the head coach of the Carolinas Classic team for South Carolina. And, Coach, I know you're trying to finalize your roster right now, coaching staff. What? Uh, how's that process been trying to pick players and try to pick the best players from South Carolina this year? Honored to, to be a coach in that game. I was an assistant coach in it uh, two years ago, and you know to be able to try to pin, pinpoint those top ten players and go spend a few days with them and play against a, a great North Carolina team is obviously a lot of fun. And you know one of your biggest honors in, in coaching. And you know when I look at this roster and we we pretty much finalized it, and I don't think it'll be announced for a week or two. Um, but you know it's a, it's a really good team, and I mean some really good players. And South Carolina continues to churn out. Uh, guys that will play at Division One level. And, you know, I, I, every year I'm amazed. As, as this is my 24th year. Uh, I'm amazed at South Carolina high school basketball, where it's got from the days of B.J. Mackey and myself graduating together uh, to where it is now. Man, I'm telling you, there's a lot more players that, that are Division One worthy in South Carolina than we've ever had over the last decade. And, you know, you know, even last night, I got you watching Tennessee. Josiah James Talon reminded me today, He's like, Coach, you realize Josiah had 36 against us at Lexington. We won in overtime, but, you know, we were able to shut him down. And then Justin Ganey played at USC Upstate last year. And, you know, they were able to shut him out. But it's just amazing how many South Carolina tie kids are making major impacts in, you know, high school basketball, college basketball, and in the NBA. Well, let me throw this at the two of you. Do you know who's leading the nation in scoring in D1 college basketball? <laughs> I actually, I actually don't. do. Okay. It's Tommy Bruner, correct? Tommy Bruner out of uh, Columbia's oh, wow. uh, Gray Collegiate. He's yeah. at the University of Denver, and he's averaging over 26 points per game. He's averaging more than three points per game more than Zach Eady from Purdue. So if my memory is right, this if this holds up and he leads the nation in scoring, I think he would be at least the third from our state to lead the nation in scoring, right? Didn't Frank Selvey? 
back in the day, lead the nation in scoring. And, of course, we know Zam Frederick did at South Carolina. I think the year Frank Selvey scored his 100, was he not the leading scorer in the nation? I have to look that up. I'm just kind of guessing there about Frank Selvey. At least two. He'd be at least two, maybe three. Well, that's Absolutely. a great trivia question, Bruner. I can tell you, you'd win a lot of money on that one. <laughs> well, I was shocked myself when I saw the note somewhere. I, I ran across that, and I, I saw the name. I said, wait a minute, I know that name. And it's Tommy Bruner, whose, whose sister played at South Carolina. And then he started out at Upstate, I believe, and then transferred to Denver. Well, well, and good I think for that's him. The one he was thing a great high been- school player. He was. I think that's the one good thing about the transfer portal. It gets a lot, gets bashed a lot, but you get people to get to go somewhere that they can have a higher impact and have a different impact. And for South Carolina's benefit, that certainly helped out to get a transfer like a Talon Cooper there and these other players. So that part's been really good. Oh, and and to set the record straight, Frank Selvey twice led the nation in scoring, <laughs> including forty-one point seven points per game in fifty-three, fifty-four. How we, uh, Coach Ryan, how would you have defended Frank Selvey? <laughs> I think I've got no chance what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no special defense for that. Yeah, ain't no doubt. Well, Coach, talk, just give us briefly your opinion on South Carolina high school basketball needing a shot clock. Oh. What is your thoughts on that? Well, I'm very pro the shot clock. I think it adds strategy, excitement. Um, I, I think it's how the kids learn to play. They don't have to play at the next level with it at really any other level than high school. I, you know, I think it's coming. I think it's been a process. You know, I know our state's in, in that experimental stage, and we, I think last year, and we played in a couple national tournaments, we played with the shot clock nine times, uh, you know, out of our 31 games. And so, now, our kids get used to it, and I think it's a great way to continue to teach the game and, and play it the right way. And, uh, you know, I, I know there's some of the old-school guys that, you know, gosh, if I probably call Coach Whipple right now, he'd probably roll over in his grave. And we hadn't talked about it, but I, I love Coach Whipple. And, uh, you know, some some of the, the old Coach Ayers is, is against it. Gosh, I mean, he, he means as much to me as anybody in, in, in my uh, coming to be a coach one day. But I, I think it's great for the game. I think it's a matter of time. I can't wait for it implemented and i think that's going to happen in the next few years i really do um you know I, if there's the one rule change that i probably don't like coach Combs, is the two shot shooting foul at the fifth foul of each quarter i, I kind of like the one and one i thought that bingo. strategy put pressure, bingo put pressure on i mean i just i don't like that right now i'm yep. still adjusting i still look up there at team fouls thinking okay they're in the one and one um man i don't like that rule though but i, I want the shot clock but i also want the one and one back mm-hmm. Count me on your side well, with got, that one for what it's worth. Well, you've got three games, I think, left in the season. Do you start? How do you start preparing for the playoffs? Do you do anything different? Are you literally a one game at a time, and when the season's over with, uh, regular season, then you move on from there? How do you prepare for that? Yeah, we're pretty one game. I tell you, back in the day, there was a couple times that I would try to prepare for – I can just remember back Irmo, Markoff with Gaffney that I felt like I changed who I was the day or two before. And in this last – you know, 10, 12, 15 years, I, I learned a lot in those first six or seven where I just tried to do too much. And I have really tried to keep us in a schedule of what we do at practice, what film work we do on us, on them, and every game's the same. And I just think that that doesn't put the kids, it doesn't uh, make them un, unsure about themselves or, oh, coaches worried about this. So, yeah, we're definitely a program that keeps the exact same schedule every, every game. 
Well, that's great. But who is there any players in your area that uh, that stood out to you this year that other people should be talking about? Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm on the radar prospect, and I was talking to Dave Dickerson at USC Upstate, and I called Quentin Farrell at PC. And matter of fact, I think they play tonight. We've got two of our guys playing in that game. I can't wait to check in on how that's going. But Will Fowler at Burns is really, really good. He had 41 in the game. You know, he missed most of last year, so I don't think people know about him. Uh, Justin Ray at East Side, I think South Carolina and Clemson were kind of peeking in him for a while. He He's a really, really uh, explosive scorer. Uh, you know, Columbia's got some really good players, especially at Lexington and Gray. Um, but, you know, in the upstate, as you asked, you know, I, I think that's led by Will Fowler, you know, Justin Ray at East Side. A Turbay, dad played at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Julian Turbay from uh, Riverside a good player going to American University. So that's some of our best ones up here right now. Well, tell me, what do you think about Lexington High School this year? Have you had a chance to watch them and Cam Scott, your old your old high school? What, what do you think about them? Well, I think they're absolutely loaded, okay? And, you know, it's going <laughs> to take a big-time performance from somebody in 5A to knock them off. I'd say right now Burns probably has the – the, the team that could do that, but Cam Scott, Prunty, I mean, they're just really, really explosive and good. And Elliot Pope's, you know, you just go look at the schedule they've played. He's prepared them, and, 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 and they're taking care of business night in and night out. I mean, Lexington is a is a big, big favorite in 5A. There's no question about it. Coaches, we got to wrap. Coach Combs, you want to wrap it up for us? I just thank you for uh, having us on and getting an opportunity to talk uh, South Carolina basketball, high school basketball. It's fun when we could talk about uh, the players that we've coached, the players we've coached against, and having a major impact on the national stage um, in college basketball. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you, Coach. Coach Ryan, thank you, sir, and good luck this week. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have fun. You too. And thank you, Coach Combs. Great stuff. Thank you all very much. You have a great week. Yes, sir. Talk to you next week as we draw closer to the high school playoffs here in South Carolina. We'll be all over it, Coach Combs, and uh, guests as we go through the end of the regular season here and on to the playoffs coming up here in just a couple of weeks. 